get it, you know I be on the way. Good, whatever it is. Welcome to another exciting episode of Ride the Rebellion podcast. I'm Drew, who also found a man chained to a tree. And with me, as always, is the C-suite leadership of Dale Boyd Sports Management. Dale Boyd. And I'm not the guy that was chained to the tree. It was not. (laughs) Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But yes, uh, confirmed. I have officially knocked that off my bucket list, finding (laughs) finding a prisoner. Uh, chained to a tree uh, that happened was that the first time you've seen handcuffs on somebody you didn't have to pay for that is correct <laughs> i did make a bunch of furry handcuff jokes they're oh, like God. hey go the people kept saying like drew go get your handcuffs so i was like mine are furry use a different key <laughs> just leave it that hey, we'll get into a that safe word instead of a key <laughs> yeah, yeah mine only use a safe word <laughs> we'll get into that whole situation shenanigans uh here in just a few moments uh today the episode is going to talk about the um well i just wanted to talk about the weirdest shit you've ever seen riding your bike yeah. because you know you're in the woods a lot you're in alone a lot we've seen some crazy videos there's mm-hmm. that one of the 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 cougar stalking that dude not a female woman cougar but a female <laughs> cat cougar and not a and, 95 hot rod yeah exactly <laughs> and and that cougar's chasing him and that's mm-hmm. terrifying so we've seen that stuff but i think there's others there's a, i've seen one of a grizzly chasing a mountain biker we ain't got those things in alabama per se Mm, no maybe people that think they are those things we got some crackheads there. <laughs> that's right so we're going to talk about the weirdest things we've seen mountain biking uh, as always we'd love for you to comment on it so if you could just go ahead and jump in the comments throw yours in there and you know what if somebody has something really great maybe we'll if, if you say something and we can verify the truth to some extent yeah whatever that means maybe we'll give you a prize yeah. Or what we could do is if you have a super good story, message us and maybe we'll get you a recording and put oh, it yeah, on. Oh yeah, that'd there. be fun too. That'd be fun. Yeah. Then you could tell your story. We'll yeah. we'll record it. Your Bigfoot sightings. Yeah, you can do that. You can message us and uh there's the phone number thing you can call in or whatever. We'll figure out a way to do it. Bring it on the show even if we have to. Um okay, so let's start with our sponsors. Of course, uh we start every show, or I do anyway, Dale doesn't drink coffee, with a delicious cup of <laughs> it's how you taste coffee that's fact shannon will know a delicious cup of lucky shot coffee because that's how i roll i just want to shoot my shot all the way to the top <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that was on the spot i was drinking my mountain dew i cut right to you <laughs> yeah. and do it. it was just deer and headlights awkward i just woke up my eyes are a little crusty still anyway yeah. so i got i still have like a body hangover i think from from the events we'll also talk about not not to knock Shannon out of the way, but we just did. We're also going to talk about a, an event that happened. That's right. We had the, the I guess, the first annual Ho-Ho-Ho Enduro. I know, and there was a very dirty, dirty things going on there. Yeah, it was a wacky one for sure. Uh, we'll talk about that. There's also some video up somewhere that you can see some of the footage of it. Um, mm-hmm. We did all those kind of things. We also have... Run and try as a sponsor. Oh, yeah. we'll jump into Sorry, I didn't know I was cued. You yeah. got to use some pointing fingers or yeah, something. I, I know. I, I'm I still didn't asleep. even think about it until after the fact. Whenever you're talking, the camera's on you. I just one eye open, like my <laughs> uncle or my dad used to do. All right, so uh, run and try um, in the Piccadilly Square over here in Mobile. 
pretty sure it's called that. But um, Aaron is always we say Piccadilly, not Dally. Piccadilly, Dilly, whatever you Southerners do. Um, so Aaron's always ready to handle anything you need when it comes to nutrition, shoes, excellence, or just your some comma person. between nutrition and shoes was a little abrupt. So it sounded nutrition like you said shoes. nutrition shoes. Yeah, they all go together. You actually put the goose in the sole of the shoe. <laughs> do not eat shoe goo. We are not saying to eat shoe goo. I'm pretty sure that will There's kill you. There's a caveat. You. Yeah, we don't want that. Um, but if you put the goo underneath your sole of your foot when you're running, it actually <laughs> absorbs faster. Oh I think God. you should try that. It makes you really fast. Oh, my God. But Aaron will also give you the proper advice that that's probably not true. Yes. Go ahead and ask him. If you yeah. Go in there and ask him. If I put shoe goo in my shoes, will it make me faster? I picked up some Tailwind. It's uh, good. It is. It, it did a very good job. Uh, he was unfortunately sold out of UCAN because of this stupid radio show, yeah. <laughs> which was a problem. We, uh, that was he's my UCAN dealer, and now he has none. Um, but I did pick up some tail when it was good. I got a cola flavor, mm-hmm. um, and the the effect of the product was fantastic. I'm not knocking the cola flavor, but it's weird to have a cola flavor in your water bottle. It's like mm-hmm. a watered down Coke, <laughs> yeah. and it just kind of threw me off a little bit. Yeah, I like the. I think they have like a disco lemonade flavor. Yeah, that's my favorite one. One. Yeah, it seems like that. I needed a fruity thing, not a not a pop. Yeah, and it was. Is good. that what you say? Pop. A pop. Yes, we do say pop. That's good. There's yeah. no cola or soda. Where Everything's Coke in the South. Yeah. It's all Coke. You got Sprite Coke, Coke Coke, right. Dr Pepper Coke, Diet Coke Coke. I thought when it was great when you offered me a little bit of it, and I was like, Nah, I got a donut. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that too. <laughs> yeah. uh, of course, uh, this weekend, if you see this footage, you'll see a lot of people going fast. Yeah. One of them is Kevin Black, who went lightning fast. Kevin Black is an unofficial sponsor of the show. He whooped our ass so bad, we may even pull a sponsor card because (laughs) of the ass whooping we took. I mean, I was, what I'm supposed to get a tattoo of his baby picture on my chest. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I mean, things went south real quick. Uh, Kevin is legit. He's a great rider. Uh, He obviously competes against Toby. Mm hmm. Which is my segue to say that those two guys are very accomplished, and one of the two of them will teach you how to ride even better uh, for free, and one of them will teach you for money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, one of them gives you free ass whooping. Also, one. one of them will give you a free tattoo, and the other one will charge you for a tattoo. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I'm going to let you guys figure out who does what, but all I'm going to tell you is Man of War Tattoo does fantastic work. That's right. It's pretty much guaranteed that you'll love it. Mm-hmm. There's no guarantee. I'm not going to put that on <laughs> on on Kevin or Toby. I'll no, let you guys right. figure it out. Yeah. And then Dirt Coaster Academy is where you go if you want to learn to ride better, shred better, jump better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would argue even live better because I think you can take away a lot from it. Confidence I used a lot of, better. Confidence better. Yeah, confidence built for 100. Yeah. percent Um, I learned a lot. I wish we could get them out for a private thing just on our stuff one day, maybe Toby, and mm-hmm. we'll film it and you know sell it on DVD. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, but. The idea was I, learning some of that stuff, just knowing going and turn certain things. I know the the courses. We got to ride them on this race ahead of time, meaning mm-hmm. I knew what I was getting into. But still, to, to to make them instinctual, to have all this stuff having been built in yeah. so much from practicing it, made a huge difference in my speed. I it, was pretty happy with it. It is crazy when you're going the speeds that we were going, like where you go to like, all right, my regular lazy wor- way is not working. I got to get to the real way. Right. You know, like, so you're, right. you're coming through a corner at 20 some mile an hour and you got to press it like bitey box. Bo- bo- bike body separation 100%. to get through the corners so 100%. you like it's crazy what uh, you use all those skills to, to work to make it work and ironically i think most of the people that were going the fastest have our dirt coaster academy alums so 
Yeah. I don't even know if Kevin's actually ever been. Yeah, he took private lessons. Oh, well, there you back go. Back in the beginning. Got it. So that's what I'm saying. So like, minus Jakey Poo, because he refuses to do anything. No. But he doesn't yeah. listen to this podcast, so it doesn't even really matter. Right, and his bike's so little, so it helped. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was kind of funny to see. But, you know, other people like, just imagine him on a 29er. And I was like, yeah. it can't. I can't imagine him on anything beyond no, a... because have, we have a bike rack. A pedal bike. We have a bike rack, and then we'd have to have a step to the bike because he wouldn't no. have to climb up onto it. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's so Until he easy. listens to this, I'm I know, it's so going. easy. He can't even defend himself no. because he refuses to listen to the podcast or ride an e-bike. Either way. Um, all right, so that that kind of wraps up our, our gang there. We got our, our people covered. That's right. We got our lucky shot. We got our man of war. We got our dirt coaster. Uh, Uncle Bobby is doing something different with Clean Eats. So until Ooh. that dude pays me, not Uncle Bobby, but the new dude. Oh, he's out. Then he's out. Yeah. So if they want to jump in the, the bandwagon, they can do all that stuff. Um, and so uh, we'll kind of jump into our initial topic. But, but before we get to that, I think we should talk about the Reb first. Let's talk about the the event what we did out there because the ho 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 friend durho <laughs> yeah. um was a very different thing we introduced a new racing mechanic in addition to the the Frenduro mechanic that we've kind of patented as the as the reb style mm-hmm. we kicked off something new and we thought it was a lot of fun there's a lot of shenanigans that happened out of that place um the the, the dvda comment will forever live in my brain <laughs> it's one of my favorite moments of comedy in history i can't replicate it i'm not going to no, try on this show can't. nor am i going to explain what that is there's two of them that happened the dog and, the dog one what was the dog one? Oh, you eat dogs too oh god yeah well you can tell that one yeah but not with the accent so it doesn't oh yeah it doesn't then it does make his, you yeah, yeah you can't you're right you're right so uh, Again, it's one of those, you you had to be there. We try not to do a lot of inside jokes on the show. If we do, they're so inside, you guys don't know it. Right. <laughs> yeah, we're like giggling and we pause each other's camera or microphone, like <laughs> lean back. <laughs> they're real subtle bits. But what we did do, though, is if you've seen the video, we posted it last episode as the preview, but if you've seen the video, we did go through and we built some new trails and we built some trails explicitly for this event, mm-hmm. which have now become favorites. I think of everybody that rides out there, which is what to say when you, when you build something that's fun, something's fun. And so we kind of started out with, uh, we had talked a while back about having some more XC style trails or we call them all mountain out there, but more XC style trails to get some pedals in. And so I'd started on this one and then I was like, man, this would be a fast little great starter loop. Uh, we ended up, we don't really have a name for it yet. We have a name for the whole trail section. Shout out to Justin yeah. for not Lincoln Park. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, it's not Lincoln Park <laughs> on a fake DVD or CD. <laughs> we'll, let, we'll let him explain that one day. But So we have that trail that's been developed, but the first portion of it, we put a nice berm on it. I, I needed to experiment with some uh, berm building skills anyway, so we put a nice berm. That was a very quick trail. We built off that. It, not much to it. However, we then built a trail that uh, Dale was on the upper portion of, and I'll let you talk through this, but you're on the upper portion. So we had the Boyd section, we had the Hall section, and then we had the Noble section, also called the Taco Bell Jump because mm-hmm. of the colorful rug, That's and it's right. it's on a border. Just yeah. run to the border. I don't think they use that anymore. I wonder if no, that's I cringy. think that's probably, yeah, they probably can't use it anymore. Yeah. Because the border's too hard to climb over the wall. <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> well done um so anyway so they uh so we have those things so let's talk about we called that line the firm because it was like boyd hall nobles mm-hmm. and so it just had this nice little thing so we ended up calling it the firm uh it it's probably our most technically challenging arguably one of the funnest lines there and if you do the full firm if you go through the lawsuit mm-hmm. which is yeah. where you hit the bottom uh onto another trail that jake had previously built it is it, you are gassed mm-hmm. it, it is 
hard as crap. Uh, I think Kevin says the full length of it is his favorite line. Yeah. Um, and Kevin rides a lot of enduro, is why I take that as a compliment. Let's talk about it. So talk a little bit about up top, because it's a little bit different kind of scenario than we've seen before. Yeah, so what we've done is we've built, since we now have dirt, we've, we can build berms faster. Um, so what we did was we kind of built a launch berm into a, a couple tricky little turns. You have to control speed. But we built a tabletop that's – there's a video on YouTube of the building of the tabletop. And the tabletop offers something where you're not launching this tabletop. You're using it as a – you kind of like press through it. It's kind of cool. It, it teaches you a little technical skill to get into another berm. Right. So like – you press down through it to get into the another uh, another. You can jump it, yeah, but you're gonna you have to be careful, weary through the berm. Right. So you're hitting the berm, so you bust through the berm, and then there's some sketchy trees you got to kind of dodge. But it's part of the the trail. I think now it's like I wouldn't know what to do if those trees weren't there. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, we we cut one of them down, but the the other ones that remain, yeah, kind of they still steer you correctly. Right. Yeah, so. you just need steered correct. Well, then that launches you into a section where it's uh. You choose how you want to ride it. So there's like a hump and in uh, street riding or like skate park riding, it's called a hip. Yeah. But in mountain biking, a hip is different. So this is a hip jump. So it kind of goes up and straight back down. And we didn't build it. It was just a natural thing that was there. Um, so you go up it and you can either choose to launch it and you're going to land a flat about four foot down. Or you can just go up and press down over it and use your speed for another little um, bump that's coming up that's probably like a two foot bump that launches you into a, a very tight tree <laughs> yeah it's like a it's like two toothpicks yeah. i mean you've got to land it if you jump that far yeah you're really risking bar bar collision mm -hmm. um but it's fun yeah but when you hit it just right and you feel those trees go by you at 15 mile an hour it's like whew. yeah and then you're in a couple little tricky sections and another little hump that pushes you right out into the the rock garden which right. is and, awesome and so then the rock garden picks up the hall side of things uh, and, and just to say the Boyd side of stuff is, is to say it's challenging is true to say it's still rideable for anyone is also true, right, Yeah. but it is literally one of those trails where like at any given moment, like I hooked, I hooked off. I, I learned that for me in the race line of it, if I would go over that hip that you're referring to, yeah. if I would go over it just, just enough to get my back wheels off the ground uh -huh. and then press, I would get a nice compression boost. And then the next jump I would hit mm -hmm. like, so I wouldn't totally huck the flat, but I wasn't just totally pushed down. But if I missed it, the first run, the kids didn't have the camera on. I came over the top and I endoed. I'm just, yeah. I'm just rolling front wheel until I pull myself back down. Like I went way too aggressive. <laughs> it's scary. It is. And so it, it would hurt. That would be a, that would be a, but even we had guys out there that have never ridden it that were all over it. No mm -hmm. problem. Uh, you can go through it. Once you hit, uh, get through the Boyd stuff and you hit the rock garden, Christabel, uh, shout out to Christabel who will be important later in the story when we talk about this stuff. But Christabel had wanted a rock garden. And so we built one, uh, on mother or woman, sorry, I keep calling it mother truckers, a long lane, but on, on woman, we built a, we built a rock garden there that was very easy, mm -hmm. kind of competitive, uh, or not competitive. And then this one, we want to make it, a little bit harder. And so now that we're done with this, I'm going to go add more rocks. So yeah. it'll get even harder. So the, the purpose of this trail is to keep making it more aggressive. There's no beeline on this trail. Mm -hmm. It is a full like enduro race trail or enduro style trail. And so we built that rock garden. I placed all the rocks by hand, moved them down there with a the wheelbarrow. It sucked. <laughs> yeah. They were, they were not reacquired. They were, they, we found them fairly. Uh, we didn't have to reacquire them from somewhere. And then we figured out we needed berms. And so we built these two different berms. Um, you can use them or not on the race line. I don't think you used them. Mm -hmm. I don't think any of those guys used them. No. The race guys. Uh, some of us did. 
like I used them just because I had gotten in the habit of hitting them, and so I just needed to hit them over and over again to keep my got to turn my phone to silence. Sorry, got to keep my rhythm going. So I kept mine in play, but you didn't have to. They're fun, and that takes you through just a speed line. Eventually, they'll be more developed there, I imagine. Yeah. But you were just hauling as much ass as humanly possible and then we get to that jump and you want to talk through that because i mean the taco bell jump the run to the border jump is is interesting because we have two iterations of it that occurred yeah so the first iteration it was kind of a bigger gap right um i think it was a bigger gap so it's it's kind of intimidating looking it's only a three foot tall wooden i mean it's not even we don't build lip jumps at the reb they're kind of just ride off jumps but they still launch you right so and you can pull up on them, so there's nothing that's going to compress you and kick you awkwardly. So you can pull up and get even higher or go further if you want. But this jump had a gap in it, and at first everybody was like fine with hitting it because the gap didn't have a, the landing didn't have a large lip on it. Yeah, there was very little. There's very yeah. little causality or a, a danger on the backside. Yeah, there was a low consequence. Low consequence. A low consequence you. double. Or, yep. You know. So then we added dirt, and that's when the rug came. And the dirt just made it wider, the landing wider, and it, it brought it up a little bit, probably, I don't know, a foot maybe. So now there is a gap. So you have to clear the gap. So that adds a whole other element to it, which is, I think it's great. And yeah. and the opportunity, though, the landing isn't just flat on with the, the jump. It's kind of flat and curves around on the left side uh, against some trees. So like I, a lot of times when I'm riding, I'll hit it and whip over to the left so my back wheel lands like this front wheel lands straight and it's right. really fun it's it's like a cool jump but i think that it'll be a great jump because the run in is straight the landing is you the consequence after it there's no trees oh sorry i know that's loud on the um there's no consequence because the trees are kind of spread apart right. so you're not there's no i mean there's this will be a great jump for people to progress it'll yep. be a great progression jump well, we saw it like anybody that landed that stuff was like super excited about yeah. it. You could see it. And they, even on day of, there's guys that never hit it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Clayton had never hit it before, a new red member. And so he came out and hit it. And I mean, he did it. He got towed in and then he was good with it. But it's one of those things of like getting over the fear to get it, getting yeah. towed in to hit it. Well, and the beeline is a, a tabletop itself. Too. Correct. So we used, then we made the landing have a little lip. So it has a tabletop too. Right. So it's, it's, I think it's fun. I think it'll be a great way for people to get better. And I, um, the firm itself is not only a progression of us as riders or the rev members as riders, but it's a progression of what we can do as trail builders. Um, we can, 100%. You know, because if you look at that compared to some of the other trails, it's like, man, that trail is is gnarly like we pushed it to its max limit this weekend i think that we figured out how fast you could possibly go on it oh, i yeah. don't know that there's anywhere you could go faster and the, the other takeaway too is like I, I, going back and not knocking them at all right. uh it's still a very fun fast trail but you go ride like birdie for example mm-hmm. and it's so flowy you're like yeah. oh this is a great green line yeah right you know it's, it's just a great <laughs> at green one line. time that was our fastest like right and now it's in, you know it's it's a totally different beast yeah um because again as we've talked about on the show we're progressing not just as riders but as daily just said as trail builders Mm -hmm. because that's what we're doing too is we're look we can make all the mistakes we want we're not we're not penalizing anyone no Mm -hmm. one's getting penalized like we make sure they're not dangerous for breaking arms and legs uh in fairness to to poo uh to jakey poo he is he is pretty seasoned you're pretty seasoned but he can look at stuff and be like yeah just do this and and i've taken his advice like do this and do this well the tabletop was his advice remember we were standing there and he's like we should build a lip or the jump back there i'm like dude what 
like where yeah. are we jumping and then we did it and it was like okay yeah but that's the thing that, that maybe the behind the scenes of the trail building that no one sees is we don't just build the trail and then we're like oh it's done Mm-hmm. Let's go ride it. it. We build the trail, and that's the rough draft, basically. Right. right. And then we get our other, you know, it's usually you and Jakey Poo and I, and like we'll walk it together or we'll ride it together and be like, yeah, this feels better this right. way or this feels better that way. And then all of a sudden it's done. But I mean, that trail took a long time. I mean, it's taken months. Yeah. And my point in bringing that up, the reason I wanted to talk about that little portion of it is that is the fact that we are simply in those woods a tremendous amount of time. Mm-hmm. Right. We are there yeah. for a very long time. I, I not even in the training phase of getting ready to race. Uh, I think building that took we started that trail, I think, in November, mm-hmm. uh, early November. So for us, and that's the only trail we worked on, uh, minus you and I taking a little break here and there after we finished it. Mm-hmm. But like we worked that trail a lot. Yeah. Right. And I sacrificed like my training. I didn't ride out there. Yeah. I just went out there and worked a lot. Yeah. Like, and it was a if I rode, it was a two mile after I was done, tired. Right. Let's see what I got. It was a, yeah, it was a, it was a, let's go ride something we yeah. built. Um, so we went through all that. And, and I bring that up to say in that all the time we've been out there, mm-hmm. right? We've had some weird stuff, but <laughs> nothing, nothing could even compare to the Saturday before that race. <laughs> I always miss the good shit. <laughs> in, in which uh, Christabel and I encountered uh, uh, literally, I'll tell the story best I can because we promised that's what we would do. But we, we we came across, we ended up in a scenario that was just bizarre. But but before I get to that, I just want to go over some of the other weird ones. I'm going to keep people hanging. Yeah. Just a little well, bit the funny thing was about that story is Sunday, he was talking to somebody. I think you were telling Bug about it. And I walked up. I was like, no, 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 no. Hold on. Drew is contractually obligated to no longer tell this this story until the podcast comes out. It's a podcast only. Uh, I even told people that uh, that asked me on like through messengers and stuff on Facebook because I just posted a little random thing because um, I had to be real. It I couldn't no, be real right. the guy. I couldn't be real the cops. That's not necessarily appropriate, but at least to me. But um, oh, they have a show called Cops. They like being on camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't you have a brother that's a cop yeah but he's an asshole <laughs> okay well shout out um Love what you, are Jake. some of the other weird things that you've seen have you seen stuff on on your time have you seen anything i mean you you could talk about i mean i guess you could talk about the guy because we now know that maybe yeah. it's related yeah that actually maybe i mean that might have been the weirdest but probably yeah. maybe anyway so i show up at the rebellion last year um, we first there, we had one trail basically, Yeah, you know, we were cutting a lot of trails and it was in the, uh, right when we got the property. So I was out there by myself, had my, it was a weekday. It was a weekday. It was like yeah. a Wednesday morning or something. Yeah. I had my backpack on, put my headphones on and I go to walk down the trail and I look up in the, uh, the bug rug. There's a person on his knees praying to the rug. I assume praying. I don't know. He was on his knees facing the jump, rocking back and forth for a long time right and i just like slowly backed out of the, like i was 15 feet from him so i like he never heard me so i backed out of the woods and was like calling drew i'm calling like i ended up calling the the department of national resources or whatever it was it was there alabama wildlife yeah, yeah they had been there the weekend before for some poachers yep and so i called the card number and the guy was like well listen man like it's pretty cold out today and if he wants to be out there He's probably just crazy. He's like, I'm on the other side of the county. He goes, if you want, I can try to come over. I was like, 
nah, man, I just wanted to let you know, like, maybe this is the poacher. <laughs> I don't right. know. You know, I had no idea. Right. But nonetheless, I watched the guy for like a half hour, which who's creepier, him or I? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> He never saw me. And then he finally just got up and walked down the trail. And so right. I was like, man, it was so weird. Right. But that, that was definitely pretty weird. It was a strange thing, uh, especially because there's video of it. Uh, I yeah, think I it's in front it, of I'm not, the. I'm the weirdo. <laughs> yeah, if you look at the bug rug video on our YouTube yeah. channel, uh, the, where we talk about it, that you literally see the video of that dude sitting there, and but, it is, it is freaky deaky. However, um, I, I that one threw me off. That one would have creeped me out. Yeah. But the one day we were riding at Blakely, which is a state park area here. Uh, it's more you know, general XC stuff. And we're riding over at Blakely and I was with my buddy who had just bought a bikes and he, so he's, we're not even hauling ass. Like he's a slower rider and, and we ride by and I put my foot down cause I was like, do you need a break? And he's like, yeah. And I start to put my foot down and he goes, snake, snake. And I just roll forward. And sure enough, there is a, uh, it looked like moccasin, mm-hmm. which is all up in that area. Yeah is literally right by my foot. Like had I mean, I would have stepped on it, probably got bit, probably a bad day I for me. I would have KOM'd. Yeah. After that. <laughs> yeah, I would have KOM'd the moccasin bite death dance. Yeah. Um and so that happens and the only reason I bring that up is because about 30 minutes later we're riding through that exact same area and I come across this dude just laying it into this lady. I mean, he is just hammering it. Like I'm talking about like Pornhub style. And her she's like on her back, legs over her head style. I mean, he they are just going at it. And I roll by, and, and they kind of start moving. And I was like, hey, hey, I just wanted to give you a heads up. There was a snake over there. And I was like, not yours, but there was a snake <laughs> over there. Earlier, you might want to be careful about it. And then my buddy ro- ro- rolls by, and he just like, the dude just lays there on top of the woman, you know, trying to shield her, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what he was doing. And then they stand up, and, they, and they're pulling, they're getting redressed. And they're just staring at us and almost like Sasquatch in the woods. And they just kind of like walk away. And, and we had, we were back by the parking lot at this point. It was an odd occurrence. Um, and it threw me off. And it was one of those ones where I was like, I just don't know how this, I don't know how this worked out so well. Well, maybe, just maybe, you should have let the guy finish. I mean, just sit there and watch from a corner, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> says the guy who watches. <laughs> yeah, I've recorded my creepy thing. You got to record it. It's I know, better. but I don't carry a phone when I ride anymore. I guess I'm going to have to start. I may have to start carrying a phone. Yeah. I do when I'm out there by myself. At this point, a phone is more valuable than a gun. I, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, for the lawsuit side. Right. Um, so what we encountered, though, on the Saturday before the race, uh, which would have been December 3rd. Is that right? Yeah. Second. Yeah, 3rd. Mm-hmm. December 3rd was uh, Christabel. But wait, wait, wait. Yeah, go ahead. So the more we've learned about the guy that was praying. Yeah. The more he was probably praying for our safety, to be honest. Oh, he could be. He could have been praying for our He could have been. Yeah. I, until, until, until until Saturday. This. Okay. So we've seen this guy. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you. There's a guy that walks around, the bug rug guy. We think we know who it is. Mm-hmm. And in fairness to, to set this up, I've seen him a few times. He will sneak up on you. Mm-hmm. Not maliciously. He's just walking down the trail. He's just very quiet. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't make a lot of sounds. Um, when you speak to him, he has like not a stutter, but he has like a a, a, a delayed response, sort of a um, like his brain is processing it maybe mm-hmm. a little bit differently or slowly to or fair, whatever. He lives out there. I don't know if he lives allegedly. Out there. Allegedly. Um, we had found a voodoo shrine. We now confirmed that that is his little shrine. 
with those tall Catholic candles. Yeah, it's a uh, it's weird. Less not any less creepy. Right, and nobody goes near it. Like y'all went up there one time, and then and I videoed it for her pleasure. And you broke your bike. <laughs> Every time you ride out there, you break a bike. You see what you've done. Or it's better than an arm. That's fair enough. Uh, shout out to Nina. Um, so as we as we were. <laughs> I mean, look, she listens to the show. If she can't have fun with us, then, and she's part of the the fam, she's got to be in the game. So as Chris was like going, so anyway, we got out there, we've seen this guy before, but as Chris was, Chris has not seen him as much as me. I'm out there by myself all the time and I see him and I wave to him or, you know, I acknowledge him. Um, Normally, you know, he just doesn't say anything. Yeah. Yeah, He carries his gray blanket, whatever. So uh, Chris comes up the mountain. I can't find Chris. And he comes up to the top of the hill and he's like, dude. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, there's a guy down there that says he needs bolt cutters. And I was like, what? And I think it was like two weeks ago you found, uh, didn't you find like a trail camera on a tree? Yeah. With yeah. Uh, some honey with like corn around it. Right. And it wasn't on our property. It was a little further away. But I thought maybe yeah. it was the hunter coming to get his trail cam and he forgot it. And I was like, oh, this all makes sense. So, I, but to be safe, mm-hmm. I go to my truck, I get my gun, I chamber around. I mean, I did the whole thing. Chris is not a big gun guy, I don't think. And so I was being extra cautious to explain things to him, in fairness. So we go, da- we ride down there together, and Chris is going to stay back a little bit. And we have like a little plan. And so as I walk up on this dude, I walk up on this guy, and he, uh, what he told Chris, let me set this up. What he told Chris was is that he was out there looking for something from his friend. And he just needed bolt cutters. That's what Chris relayed to me. So that's what I know of the story. When I walk up on the guy, I see him. I was like, oh, hey, I know you. It was the both the bug rug prayer guy and the the voodoo guy guy. and the sneaky trail walker guy. All the same. And he slept on the trail when we were riding once. That's right. He was on the trail when you were right. And he, he, I saw his gray, he always has his gray blanket with something wrapped up in it. Yeah. Whatever it is, I don't, that's his journey, not mine. Right. Jeez. It's probably gonna be a head. Oh god. It's gonna be like psycho. Let's just make it up. We can yeah, it we could be whatever we, we want it to be. So as we're sitting there, I see that and and I see him and I acknowledge him. So I know he's not a major threat. Like this guy just doesn't give off mm-hmm. any sort of threatening vibes. And he lifts up his right hand and he is handcuffed to a chain which is wrapped around a tree. So his left hand is free, but his right hand is completely handcuffed to a tree. And his hand is mildly purple. Not bad, but you could tell it was cutting well. And, I, and of course, I'm like, what, what, what happened? Like the first thing out of my mouth, he's like, oh, well, my friend, my friend thought it would be funny. Uh, and then he, so we, we got into an argument and then he left me here and it's real incoherent, but it was coherent enough for this guy. Like, that's just how he speaks. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So what were you doing? Like, why are you chained to a tree? And he was like, well, uh, I got in a fight with him because we were arguing about the Bible and he chained me to a tree. Well, did he tell you that his friend's name is Drop Dead Fred? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I was. So I don't know. What to, I'm like, okay, bro. Um, all right. So the tree was big enough. I could chop the tree and get him free. However, I I was further enough away, but I could tell those weren't play handcuffs. They were legit yeah. handcuffs. I don't know how I'm going to get you out of this handcuff situation. And so I said, listen, man, I got to call the police. I, I They got to come down here. They'll get you out of this. I just don't want to leave you here mm-hmm. just for your own safety and benefit. Because listen, also, I'm not going to get sued by somebody right. for whatever. He could say you chained him. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, right. I'm going to cover my ass. So we call the cops and while we're on the phone with the operator, I did dial 911 because I didn't have presence of mind just to call the non-emergency number. I called 911. Kind of emergent. <laughs> could be, he could have got chained up by a legit person. Well, I, yeah, I don't know. He's just apologizing a lot. He's like, listen, I'm really sorry about this. If you just have some bolt cutters. I was like, I don't have any bolt cutters. That chain, by the way, was like legit big chain. Well, we know who didn't steal our stuff because he doesn't have bolt cutters. Yeah, I don't think it's him. No, it's definitely not. Unless him. this whole thing is just like he's a mad genius and he's just messing with us. I'll get to that in a second. Okay. So anyway, so I'm on the phone with them and I'm on the phone with the operator and and she's like, what? I'm trying to describe it to her. I was like, well, hi, uh, I have a an emergency. There's a I've just found a gentleman chained to a tree. And she was like, do what now? <laughs> I was uh, like, come again, sir. It's eight a.m. Yeah. I was like, there is a man chained to a tree. Uh, he has one hand free. I've offered him food and water, um, like a dog. I, I mean, I don't know what else to do. So I'm on the phone with her, and I was like, but I don't think he's protesting anything. <laughs> It was Occupy the Parks. <laughs> it was Occupy the Parks. At one point, he's like, well, my buddy just knew that mountain bikers would come by and, and help me. And I'm like, okay, weirdness number two. Yeah. Like, where'd that come from? Like, why'd you say that out of the blue? Mm-hmm. And so she's like, okay, I've got to transfer you to the police. I was like, yeah, that's great. That's what we're looking for. we got to get him out of these handcuffs. So she puts me on the phone with the police. Now I'm on the phone with the police operator. I have to explain the whole thing again. And the lady's like, do what now? The exact same. It's like, no one believes me. I was like, no, I have a man handcuffed to a tree, uh, chained and handcuffed to a tree. He's not protesting anything. And then I couldn't help myself. Chris heard it. So this is all real. I was like, excuse me, uh, Brett. That's his name. We found out. Brett, are you a werewolf? And Brett's like, no, I'm not a werewolf. <laughs> Just like all of a sudden, he's normal and he wants to fight you. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, bro. Well, you almost sound like Napoleon Dynamite. Just more like, gosh, I'm not a werewolf. <laughs> and so next thing you know uh she starts laughing i give her the stuff and then we have to get the police there well Mm -hmm. he was so deep inside of the the bike park area there's no accessible roads vehicles can't get to where i mean they could but it would be a nightmare no certainly if they're in a cruiser property for that right exactly right and so eventually they have to meet us at the top of the hill we have to drive them in they find the wrong location it was a whole fiasco and luckily they showed up. They walked down there with us. And sure enough, you know, they're trying with their handcuff key. Here's Brett. He explains mm-hmm. it. Now, I set up to say he had that gray little bag gimmick. Um, it was gone. But there was a mound behind him. So he had clearly covered up whatever was in this gray thing. He did not want the police to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he always has that with him. Yeah. And that that's going to be the weirdness of the story. I'm just giving you this and I'm going to do it like movie style, right? So as he's sitting there... Uh, they, they, they can't get the keys to work. So eventually, of course, Joey Pants is there. Joey Pants always has a stupid Sawzall for some reason. I, I mean, I, God love him. I'm glad he has one. So now we go get the Sawzall and an axe, and we basically chop the tree and get his at least the chain off around the tree the way it was wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Because, again, it wasn't a big tree. Which is way awkward. The dude's chained to the tree. How trusting is he of everyone? Oh like, yeah, there's a hatchet and a oh, it's wacky. A sawzall. There's a there's two cops that are battle rattled. I mean, they're oh, in yeah. they're in like because fourth precinct is kind of a let's be honest, we're not in the world's best neighborhood. No, and so they're battle rattled neighborhood where people could potentially be chained to trees. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that 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 was odd about this was that he told them and me that he had been there since 5 p.m. on Friday. Well, I was there at 5 p.m. on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, well, about 4.50. And I didn't see him. So he could have come in the back way, which he does a lot. He has his mm-hmm. own path to get through there. But I didn't see him. Uh, up, normally, he walks up our road. 
Uh, but I didn't see him in there. And uh, also, didn't you say it, it rained all Friday? It had night, rained, and he and wasn't wet. He was not wet. Yeah. He was also not covered in any kind of pine straw. And you're in a pine forest, like mm-hmm. it was one of those things. So as they get him free, they take him up top. I noticed that the, his bags not there. I even said something I was like, "Hey man, where's your stuff?" And he's like, "Oh, oh, you know, he's." And I was like, "Oh, great. Well, I'm not gonna rat him out. Like uh, that's his problem. Yeah. I, I'm not here to be that kind of dude. I did some stupid stuff when I was young too. But he's not young. He's anyway. They take him up top. They run his name, no problem, right? They finally get the handcuffs off. They turn to him. I'm <laughs> joking you. The guy's like, hey, man, do you want your chain? He's like, God, no, I never want to see that again. And he starts walking down the road. And so we, of course, we've kept the chain. Right. Well, naturally. Appropriately to be named a new trail called Werewolf. Yeah. Coming soon. Uh, There's probably going to be multiple cha- tra- chain trails. Oh, I'm sure. It's just <laughs> chain be, gang, all yeah, kinds of stuff. Uh, it'll be terrible. Um, so we post. <laughs> where we, so we finally get him uh, on his way. And here's where the stuff, Dale pointed out one. It was very odd mm-hmm. that he was not wet, right? Right. It was very odd that he brought up that mountain bikers were going to save him. Mm-hmm. It was also very odd to us that he had no pine straw or anything else on him and that his wrist was just now turning kind of purple, right? right? If he had been chained up there for a while, it would have gotten worse, mm-hmm. right? And so it was a very strange, uh, I don't know what to believe kind of moment. But then something occurred to Joey that I didn't think about earlier that week, Joey and I had done a beer run. Now a beer run at the Reb is this two mile loop mm-hmm. that we take that goes by the voodoo hut. We don't get super near it, but it's on like the backside of this park and you go by this voodoo hut. Mm-hmm. Ooh, no, we didn't. Right. No, you go by the, you sure? No, I'm sure. Okay. There's we go no by way. this, this voodoo hut and you go by there and unless they know where the voodoo hut is, yeah, and then they enough. got more problems than us. Fair enough. And so w- when we did, we saw his, we saw Brett. Mm-hmm. He was doing whatever he does, but he'd, he'd set down his gray little knapsacky thing. But inside of it, Joey pointed out, and I remember it. Joey said, he was like, man, look at that big piece of chain. Uh-huh. I wonder if he's got that to defend himself. And so me and Joey Bear are like, okay, like maybe. Well, maybe this too. And Maybe he had seen us riding by so many times. The only way he could get our attention to stop was if he was in distress. Maybe like we've never stopped to talk to him. I do when I'm on the mean, trail. I'll wave to him and like when I'm w- working, you know, I'll say hi or whatever when he walks by. But maybe it was like an attention grab thing. I don't know. I don't know. But Joey saw the the chain. But then to add even further confusion, Todd Hall was on his way out. So here comes Todd Hall. And he's on his way out, and he gets to the top of the hill. And we right about the time he's getting out of his car, we're rolling up on the bikes after having done a practice run. At this point, yeah. me and me and Chris decided to keep riding afterwards. Right. And so uh, we get up to the top, and Todd's like, "Wait, wait, wait! Don't say a word." And we're like, "Okay." So Todd goes, "I saw Brett or this guy. They didn't know his name. I'm just naming him now. I saw Brett, if that's his name. I saw Brett walking." away mm-hmm. and there were three cop cars and I, I tried to stop the cops and wave at them but they just drove on by so i asked brett i was like are the cops up there harassing you and giving and like hassling you because sometimes the problem sometimes we run into is some people are, are more sensitive to fear than others and mm-hmm. like if I see someone walking on property, I'm not going to flip out right. other people have in the past yeah. and so todd thought maybe that's what had happened they called the cops and he's like no 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 man so brett is saying this Crazy story, two guys up there got into a fight and one of them got left chained to a tree. And Todd's like, what? And he's like, yeah, yeah, it was crazy. And so they had to call the cops to save the one guy who was chained to a tree. 
Brett walks off. Yeah. So Todd comes up and tells us that, and, he, and Todd, of course, is highly intelligent. He's like, so that guy was chained to a tree? And was like, yes, he was chained to a tree. We have the chain right here. So the whole time, like, no one knows the scenario. No one knows what happened. But literally, we found a human being mm-hmm. chained to a tree that we believe put himself there, yeah. I think, for attention or, or something. Or maybe he's, I mean, he could legitimately be schizophrenic. That, that's what I actually multiple think. Multiple personalities, and yeah. we are not. We we laughed through this story. We are not making fun of no, no, no. Mental we, health the reason I called the police and did all yeah. this stuff is like I wanted to make sure for his own benefit. There, right. and he, even if he did have drugs and they found that stuff, I wasn't doing it to put him in jail. Right. I was doing it to put the guy in some level of recovery. Like right. he, if he, he needed something, yeah, he needed help. I mean, to be fair, like we all have a, a certain amount of mental health issues. Sure. That's why we mountain bike. We've right. learned how to deal with oh, it. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, like, we know mental health is a huge issue in the country. So, Well, oddly, what the Reb does for us probably does the same thing for him. He's right. just he been lives out, out there longer. Yeah. And right? I don't, I honestly don't think he lives out there. Because no, no, he lives around the corner. They ran his name. Okay, so, but he's out there because that's where he goes to be all three people that he is. Which is entirely possible. <laughs> yeah, because when he's, he, he, He's not out there at night. I haven't seen. We we aren't out there at night very often. Well, now now Matthew uh, tells a different oh, tale. Matthew's the we called Matthew and Ellen the, the caretakers. Yeah. They they walk the property a lot. Oh, they is live he in out there at night. Well, Matthew, that's who he said was the dancing around the fire. Oh well, yeah. I mean that I don't not that surprised. <laughs> that's about a, that. we've never seen that. We can't confirm. To it. be fair, we were dancing around a fire Sunday night. So I mean, if he has binoculars, sorry, Matthew. Yeah. Apologies. There's a terrible story that came out of that, which was that, you know, we hear gunfire out there a good bit. <laughs> yeah, a lot bit. And then Matthew was like, I don't know what it was the other day, but there was a sure an awful lot of gunfire. I didn't know. I thought you shot one or two shots. And then I roll up there and there's a pile of shotgun shells where someone, we won't couldn't say get who, the tree stump out. Shot a tree. <laughs> stump out and meanwhile matthew was just like what the hell's going on and i'm like yeah i have no idea i, I knew what it was but i'm not gonna rat no. us out i mean the, the the amount of nefarious things that go on that woods a few shotgun shells and a tree stump is minimal i mean who knows so yeah so that's a hands down if you found anything weirder than a man chained to a tree let us know um because uh. I would like to see that. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much uh, Bizarro City, USA. Uh, we have no idea what happened. And, and again, we were genuinely concerned. We laughed yeah. about the werewolf thing. I was trying uh, to break tension. Right. Because it, it is an awkwardly weird circumstance. But we brought him water. I brought him snacks. I made sure that he was taken right. care of. I also let him know, like, I wasn't going to let the police harass him. Luckily, they were excellent officers. They were very friendly. Yeah, they dealt um, with werewolves before. Apparently. I told him that. And they started laughing. They are like... <laughs> Talking about silver bullets, I was like, "You ain't gonna get them." <laughs> no, I said, "I said we should be careful with that guy because he actually has all of our personalities of red members, right?" And he's like absorbing it through our trail building, right? And so, like now, he's our he's our mascot. Well, he's a totem. No, he is. Yes, yeah, very much. So. He's like a representation. But of the, multiple. F- the thing about it is, is is amazing. Is the homeless pro- problem in the, in Mobile is amazing, and it, it's a problem in the United States, really. Um, and I, I get it. It's not cheap to live in a house. Right. Um, but it's surprising we only have one person in those woods. Right. To be honest. And there hasn't been traces of anybody else ever being there. No. Now we think that pretty much every time we've had that, there's weird occurrences with someone at a distance or whatever, it's been him. Because yeah. we've seen... Or the mushrooms. Or the mushrooms. <laughs> I've seen the the both sets of four-wheel 
yeah, riders. There's cool. two young kids yeah. and they're great and they're they're good boys. And then there's some older dudes that ride and again they're just they're just us on four wheelers. Right. And so they're like, hey bro, and they just ride by and they're strapped and they do their thing. I don't mm-hmm. blame them. I'm strapped out there too all the time. And then you have Matthew and Ellen. So like everybody we've seen, yeah, you know, I don't think it's anything in that I mean, way. <laughs> to be fair, there's not a ton of murderous people just wandering around the streets. You know we're like the third highest <laughs> murder that, rate in the United States. That was me trying to make it okay. Make it positive. Oh, <laughs> my, Mobile, Alabama is your biking destination for weird shit. Yes, there you go. Come on down and check it out. Yeah. Might even stop by a dirty Santa Dura if you want. Yeah. Come ride the death trail. Seven people murdered here this week. <laughs> oh. We're doing great. We're doing fine. Everything's good. <laughs> we're, we're, we're moving right in the right path. It's going to be bigger. Bigger and better than anything we've ever done. Dale Boyd, sports management. Um, yeah, so weirdest thing, if you have anything that can top that, we'd love for you to try, even if you make up a good story. Yeah, and if you do, uh, I know a good filmmaker, we can recreate it. Re- oh, uh, Unsolved right Mystery in. Style with like a really bad cast. Oh, dude, with Smoke Machine, yeah. William Shatner. I, that's uh, that's Rescue 911. And I, oh. in fact, said, <laughs> they were like, well, I don't know how we get a, if this guy needs help, uh, medical care, I don't know how we're going to get an ambulance down here. I was like, ooh, on the next episode of Rescue 911. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Couldn't help it. It wasn't. The circumstance is weird. It is super weird. Which comes to. But Brett's point. okay. We saw him again. No, he's fine. He's on day of the race. He was back out there walking around. Kevin was like, gave him a heads up, like, hey, bro. You know, there was this race happening. Oh, he was just down the retrieve his things, I bet. Yeah, he got he needed his meth back. I think he doesn't do meth. He's not energized. Uh, no, I think no, it's no. heroin. I don't know. He's a black it, target. I don't think it's drugs. I just think he's schizophrenic. Yeah. Schizophrenic. Or multipositionality. Something yeah. there's something there's something there he's dealing with. Um all right. Well, that's the crazy for this show. <laughs> well yeah. Is that a bad segue? <laughs> yeah, no, because there's always crazy going on. Yeah, fair enough. Um as always, oh, wait. No, wait. We didn't even talk about the Dirty Santa. Go for it. <laughs> well, we set it up. We did. That was I was trying to segue when I said, like, you could come for the Dirty Santa. Oh, I should have uh, picked up on it. I'm sorry. That's bad okay. on me. I yeah. didn't pick up on anything. Drop it like it's all. All right. So we had the race, and it was amazing. It was you fantastic. Know, we, we, uh, we had uh, most of our red members that were there, everybody that was able, that wasn't working or out of yep. town, which was awesome. Um, so... I think we had 20-some people that said they were coming. Yeah. Um, we ended up with, what, 17, 16? No, it was like it was like 18. Was it 18? Okay. Yeah. Um, it was only like two that didn't that no-showed. Okay, yeah. So 18. Um, but we had some people that we invited that weren't Reb members that have decided to become Reb members because yeah. they, they felt they the energy. They came to Dirt Church. They felt they came to Dirt Church and they got saved. <laughs> they got saved, my brother. <laughs> um, is that a thing? I don't know. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so... Um, they sang but Kumbaya. Like Hulk Hogan. They sang Kumbaya around the fire with us. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so anyway, they were baptized by fire, and we, um, they decided that they felt the energy from the community. Right. It's not the they felt the energy from us as a whole as a group. There's so much laughter and so much like fun, and I think that it's it's this is a the the Reb is developing ever the whole area. Right. Because now we've taken that energy and we do it on Friday nights. Right. You know, there's new people that come on Friday nights that now they're energized. Oh, yeah. But and, there's new people from Friday nights that are now like red members. Like Kieran was a Friday night right. rider yeah. guy. And like, Paul decided up. like he didn't want to at first, but now he's yeah. like a long travel bike and I'm joining the red. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he so, did get a new bike. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Paul. Oh, bike. God. His new pivot is sick. It's beautiful. 
Um, so that is what was awesome. So anyway, to that's the energy that I feel when I'm there. Yeah. Um, the race is just a byproduct of being there and enjoying. And actually, the other thing is like all the hard work we put under the race and the trails and preparing it, and then seeing the happiness that they're getting from the race and the trails and the what we. Oh, done. look! I liken it to it's the same way as being a filmmaker or mm-hmm. being a chef is that you have this recipe or you have this script and then you work really hard to get it ready. And then the the day comes where you're either plating that food, right? Mm -hmm. You're serving that food or you're making that movie. And, and now all of a sudden all that work, people enjoy it. I'm telling you that feeling is, is I wanted to film more, but I was having too much fun racing and I was having too much fun hanging out, right? like being with people. What we did was we used that adage of like, you're not going to watch it again. Just enjoy the time. Yeah. So we, we yep. literally just, I gave my kids the GoPros. So yep. all the footage that you see is either from us having our phone or my kids with a GoPro. Yeah. That's why like, there's not a ton. Like I was at the ton. front of the race. So mm-hmm. there's very little of, of any front half of the racers. Cause most of us were flying down yeah. and then we were on our way back up. And so we would stop and film the back half. Right. So you get a lot more back half of the race than you do the front except for the speedsties, because you guys were at yeah. the very end, which was something new we introduced on this particular race that worked out really well, too. Yeah, because we had so many racers doing the consistency thing. Yeah. We were like, we'll be here for hours. Yeah. You know, three runs for each one of them. So, and I'm going to go fast, whether it's for consistency or not. So I've proposed, maybe we've come, we came to a mutual agreement on it. If, let's offer a speed race, just like a regular enduro race. But let's do it a little different, where we go first, and right. then we qualify. And then the whole consistency crowd goes. And then we go again at the end, and that's the run that counts. Right. And you run worst to first in qualifying. Right. And that was fun because there was energy for us going super fast at the beginning. Yep. And then, you know, everybody does the consistency stuff, which we helped time. So the, the right. speed guys did the timing. And then we go fast in, so then they're all cheering and laughing and watching us try to. Yeah, because you, you, you've had the consistency stuff. By the time that you guys have gone, that stage, you almost know the stage winner, right? So the the energy is up because you're mm-hmm. going through the third, and then the energy stays up because now here comes. So the consistency winner is pretty much there. You have an idea right. of the top five, right. and then here come the top the the fast guys, and you don't know what's about to happen. Uh-huh. And I mean, it was literally down to seconds on like some of those stages where like not seconds, but milliseconds on some of those stages where it was just nuts. Right. Type stuff. Yeah. So we, and the course changed, right? So right. think about it, that's 16 times three runs, yep. you know, so that's a lot of people that changed the course. Yep. Um, so that's what we talked about. Like us, the three of us decided to do the speed, uh, me, myself, Kevin and Jacob. Right. Um, so we would sit there and talk. We're like, dude, it's going to be all changed. Like there's going to be rutted out spots that weren't, but it's yep. like a UCI event, yep. you know, like the, the last person has to worry. So that was a really fun for us. It was really fun. It was also fun because we take out that one extra, like one extra run where we didn't have to press our luck three times going right. fast. Right. You know, it was like, Oh, I only have to do this one more time as fast as I can go. And, and there was a break in between to give you guys a, a but which then benefited the timing side right. of things. I mean, it's just a much better system. And I think we're going to adopt going forward. Not always, no. but I think if we have the numbers, the turnout, we can yeah. be like, Hey, open up the speed category. And I think it also just because we are a progression place. That's what we've built this on is like progressing as riders and people. Um, it gives people the ability to, I've been doing the consistency thing. I would love to see how I compare in the fast, the speed yep. stuff. Yep. Oh, I want to jump over and do the speed this time because if I want to go to a race in North Alabama that is an enduro race, it's just speed. Right. So that's a great way for you to build your confidence and go. And then you can do it because 
you can do it even if you're not going to win. Like right. I didn't win, but right. I love doing it. Oh yeah. And so like you can do it if you're not going to win because you can feel what that feels like to be racing against somebody, you know? Yeah. And that's a, because I mean the consistency is beautiful format and it works really well, but you're not racing anybody by yourself. Yeah, the interesting side of that that it comes out though is that you like for me, I can't throttle myself no, no so one can. I, yeah everybody wants and so everyone them. ends up pushing themselves to a little bit more some yeah. more than others um but what's fascinating is uh versus like so if i look at the speed thing if we continued that path you'd still have to have a, a category system if you wanted oh, to even sure. the playing field mm -hmm. right i am not quite to y'all's level i was with you on stage one mm -hmm. i was right in the mix in fact i think i was faster on your quality but yeah. then you blew me out on your other one right. but then like and and i was faster than jake too i was thinking i was second fastest on the qualities yeah. but like then you got the next stage i'm even kind of in the mix i'm within a second of you guys yeah. the third stage i was like four to five seconds there's no yeah. way I could, and i was pushing as hard as i could at that point right so i think it's interesting you'd have to make another category like yeah, yeah. maybe i'm top of the next the, the stage one guys but yeah. whatever but the thing about the consistency is There's our no first time. place winner is John Mackey, who was just consistent. Well, mm -hmm. his times were not even close to mine. No. And he beat me by 0 0.01. It was <laughs> like 0.25 to 0.26. And so John beat me by that. I was fastest overall in, in that right. consistency group. That doesn't mean anything if my times were off. And then third place went to Kerry, which was a tie. Yeah. And they the weren't necessarily the two slowest on the clock. But it consistently went it out. And... It is not, there is no bias in this racing format. No. Gender. That's what's great. Right? Yeah. It doesn't matter what e skill level or gender, e-bike. Right. Everybody can ride it. And so that's what makes it fully competitive. Right. And so that's kind of an interesting model. But it is fun to have that extra little bit of like, okay, I'm going to work up for the speed race. Right. And so it's something to bring in. So I think what we're going to end up seeing over the future in our development of these and, and expanding the system is the consistency will always be the belt. We've that's always it. talked about yep. that. We'll never, the consistency is our premier race. That's like right. That's what we want it to be. Right. We don't care who goes the fastest. Right. Like it really doesn't matter because we're there because all those people having fun on an equal exactly. playing field is so great. But the the for them to get to see Kevin go that fast, oh yeah, it's motivating. Yeah, yeah, it is motivating because it's like wow, it's possible. Yeah, it's not impossible. Right. I think Kevin is is younger than Carrie. Yeah, but around he's fifty. Yeah, he's right around the same yeah. bracket. So it's like that's motivating as shit to me. He likes pain though. He he's that guy. He's got like a few <laughs> sleeves. I was I was happy. I was only four seconds behind him. Yeah, I mean, he was fat. Y'all y'all don't. I mean, the videos don't even do justice. No, 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 no. <laughs> you can't even. It's crazy. Y'all were going so fast. Yeah. And then like when you saw him in order, like because even Pooh is fast. Yeah. Jakey is fast. And when all y'all were on point, but then when that one hit, woof, it is nuts. Yeah, it's fast. That last stage. That last stage, especially. Yeah, he beat me by three seconds on the last one. Yeah, he was quick. He was quick. Which is um, where I lost. Yeah. And then uh, the only other thing we did that was interesting inside of that to make it ours is we did allow, they couldn't do it, they couldn't drop them afterwards, but right. at the end of each stage, so they had their quali and they had their run, mm -hmm. at the end of each stage, they could, the, those racers could elect to drop their time, right. just one time per the entire race. Yeah, so they couldn't do it, they had to make the decision, at like a gamble, and you had to. Yeah, I had to. You had, so we let them drop or trade. Their uh -huh. qualifying run time for their race time. Right. Like if they had a DFN and you ended up having a DFN on stage DNF. two. 
that's what it said. DNF. Sorry, DFN <laughs> D- is, day for, DVD. Is, is film term day for night, by oh, the way. Okay, DVDA. Now you're learning a little thing. DVDA. Yeah. You, you had a DVDA. I had a and very had bad DVDA. Yeah, it was right. the most expensive pedal crank I've ever had in my life. So I was through the Rock Gardens on stage two my for my race run. One pedal crank. Chain snapped in two places. Twisted, too. Twisted. Shot into my cassette. Broke a spoke. Destroyed my axis derailleur. And now I'm homeless. Now he lives with Brett. <laughs> oh man! So I did have my other bike there, yeah, smartly. So I jumped on it to finish the race, which is a great uh, thing to have. Is uh, you should always have a backup bike or parts. Your yeah. wife may not like it, no, or your partner may not like it, but you should always have a backup bike. That's right. And if you go to a, a race like ours, you can't do it at a race where you're way away yeah. from the car. Race like ours, bring parts, bring bikes. Make it fun. We would pause the race and help you fix it. Yeah. Like, we're not that. Yeah, let's just, we're just about fun. Yeah. And breaking things. Well. And uh, the great thing is, think about how many runs we had at a high level and no crashes. Yeah. That's pretty amazing, honestly. Yeah, I mean, small, little bitty stuff happened. Yeah, but nothing. Like, people slid out. Yep. It's always nerve-wracking. That last jump on Taco Bell when we were down there, I was like, oh, God, holding your breath. Everybody cleared it. Everybody did, but it's still, like, a little nerve-wracking. You're tired at that point. You know, you're a little weak. It's just interesting to to attack those those trails race speed versus trail speed. They're mm-hmm. built for trail speed, yeah. but they held up to race speed. Yeah, um, you know. So it it it's, it was a it was a good good series. Hopefully, again, we had an open call on this one, and all you had to do is kind of reach yeah. out. So and we sent invite video out to certain people. Um, yep. Maybe next time we expand it. Yep. But hopefully, this builds the energy for the f- winter. You know, like not the energy for us to ride, but the energy for people to come want to be a part of it and build it. Yeah, I mean, it's off season other places. Come hang out. I mean, it was it was a jokingly fun, good time. It was was more about laughing and having a good time than it was anything else. It was great. And then, you know, we have a lot of what's coming up now. You know, we got uh, if you're listening to this on the Friday that it comes out, we're going to go to uh, UWF on Sunday for the Toys for Tots thing. Yep. We're going to go ride over there and have some fun. We always go. We always win all their prizes, so yeah. may as well. They always do it on weekends when I'm I'm in the old dad mode. Um, we, you got to hold poo to his uh, words. Oh, yeah, that's true. I have to ask my wife, though. I still have to get clearance through Clarence. That's how that works. Clearance through Clarence? Yeah. Clarence Cotta. Clarence Cotta. Clarence you don't Cotta. remember? Uh, <laughs> uh, I've got clearance, Clarence. That's a Roger, Roger. That's an airplane. Oh, I like airplane. Yeah, airplane movies. You should. I know. I think that's the unofficial mascot of this podcast is <laughs> airplane movies. Yeah. I don't think they're canceled now, though. Everything. Oh, yeah. All those, like, naked gun movies. Yeah. All I think they're cringy canceled. So, well, do we have anything else coming up? Cool? Nothing? Nothing yet. There will be. If yeah, you there listen. will be. I think we're going to... I think one of my goals is um, I'm going to work with Dale and Paul... Uh, Polly P that now has joined us. Paul's got a lot of XC oh, race man, experience. And so I think we're going to actually work on um, not Lincoln Park being a circuit loop. Oh, that'd be cool. Because it could be a good one. So we might make something fun out of that. So that instead yeah, of it just... Great, he's a good, has a good eye for XC trails. And dude can ability. build trails. Yeah, he he's, can build some awesome He's trails. smart about trail stuff. Yeah. And his whole thing is it's hilarious. He just... He, he doesn't want to pedal going down. He doesn't want to pedal. But he said to me, he's like... I, just like you guys, I don't want to pedal. I just don't want to pedal going straight downhill. I want to not pedal at an angle. Right. <laughs> I was like, got it, got it, okay. Yeah, he wants to make the downhill longer. Yeah. Right. He likes flow. He likes flow. And we're it. not, I'm not a great XC belt trail builder. So. They're hard. 
Mm, they're much a different hard. mindset. We just throw stuff at them. We're like, can you get fast enough? Yes, we can. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, Bob the Builder style. All right. Well, this time I'm officially going to wrap it up because we've reached our 58 minute mark. Ooh, hour long episode. Good stories in there. Yeah, there's great stuff in there. Maybe. Carrie, your name got mentioned. Next Casey. time I see you, I expect for you to tell me that this was the least best podcast we've ever made. <laughs> we are recording this on my wife's birthday. I didn't throw any bad ones at her today. Oh, that's fair. I threw a bad enough one on her on Sunday with all the money she's got to spend to fix my bike. So that was pretty real. I will tell you, I don't know if she told you this when I came to the top of the hill. Did she tell you? Yeah, she's like, oh, you're like, I think Dale's a little bit angry. I was like, hey, Casey, heads up. Dale had a bike problem. He's going to be a little edgy. <laughs> and she was like, great. I was like, I'm just giving you a heads up so you can deal with it now. I did text Carrie and I and anybody else that was down there. I apologize for my temper tantrum. I was, I'm competitive as hell. I don't like when I break things, yeah. especially when it's the fourth chain I've broken on that bike in a year. Yeah, it's really frustrating. So, apologies. That's not, not my personality. I kind of I melted it down down there, and by the time I got up to the top, I was good. You good? You were laughing yeah, again. I was fine. I was like, man, I hope he's not gonna. That's not gonna live with him all day. No, nah, I'm not. It a, was in the moment. Thank yeah, God. It was that's a, okay. It was a. I'm a hundred yards from the finish. I'm doing. I had flawlessly ran. A, oh yeah. And I was going fast. You could hear you coming down fast, and then you just heard it stop. Yeah. And, and at was, first, we were like, oh no, he's he's. Yeah. It was just a frustrating moment. So apologies, anybody that was there. It's not me. It is me. That's my other personality. That's when I have to get chained to the tree when I get crazy. <laughs> With right. a broken chain. <laughs> Take these broken chains. Oh, there's so many. Oh, it's so easy. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the show. As always, remember what Dale Boyd says. <laughs> like, follow, subscribe, share. <laughs> do it for the gram. All right. I'm killing the streams, Ray. 